At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding the finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy and I'm here with Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz. And my business partner in Outlines Venture Group. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Welcome, Jillian. Hi, Anne. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How about you? Absolutely wonderful. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this a lot. We're going to have a really good topic today. So, what's on your mind? Well, we're, I'm talking about tons of advice that people get, and I think folks who are already listening to the show have seen the title. It says, the worst advice that CEOs are going to ever hear. It's really wonderful, bad advice, and here's why it's kind of important. It's advice that sounds like it's good. It's advice that comes from people who should know better somehow, uh, folks that you would think you would trust around this issue and so on. It's easy to say, well, ignore advice from, you know, your spouse, your uh, friends from college or high school or, you know, stuff like that or the guy, you know, who's delivering uh, mail or the plumber. That's easy. They come in packages where you can easily recognize, yeah, these guys probably don't know what it's all about. But when you hear advice from your colleagues, from other entrepreneurs and VCs, ooh. So, you know, as a CEO, startup CEO, you're bound to get tons of advice. You get them from significant others, friends, bankers, you know, parents, college buddies, acquaintances, your aunt and uncle, the HR folks, the pizza delivery guy, right? All of those things are easy to set aside, right? But when it's difficult to do so is when you get them from angels, from VCs, from colleagues, and from your mentors. Some of it's going to be bunk, wrapped in what looks like good, sound advice and should go into that pile. And that's the dangerous stuff. That's what we're going to talk about today. It sounds like the old wolves in sheep's clothing kind of thing. It certainly is. And it's, uh, it's kind of scary because you'll go down the wrong paths by listening to this problem that somehow has ingrained itself into the general jargon of uh, startup worlds. So I found this article by Sally Krawcheck. She's the founder and CEO at Elvest. And she writes quite frequently, actually, for Fast Company. I found a number of her articles. She's quite good. So I suggest you check it out. That's Krawcheck, K-R-A-W. 
C-H-E-C-K. So K-A-R-A-W, K-R-A-W, check. All right, Sally Krawcheck. Now, she's covered six bits of advice in a single article that made absolutely no sense to her. And I agree, when you hear this advice, and you will hear it, right, you can safely not only ignore it, you should. The first one is about avoiding niche markets. They're too small to be interesting. So with Krawcheck's company, Elvest, which is going to launch in early 2016, she serves women with financial advice and planning in ways that are vastly different than traditional companies serve up such counsel. Right, you can check out the website at elevest.com, E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T.com. And you can see not only the look and feel, but the content itself and how the company approaches life issues and provides financial counsel around them. Now, in her article, Sally simply dismissed the notion that her market was a niche market. And she had a simple phrase. She said, women, a niche, seriously. Now, I like that, but it bears digging into it a little bit more and see how it applies to your niche market as you listen to this podcast. First, the people who gave her this advice think that traditional financial planners, financial advice givers who charge for their services, in other words, are serving the entire population. They are decidedly not. They serve men in ways that men absorb information, and in ways that men are interested in receiving, reviewing, and managing information. And from that perspective, Elevest is not even addressing the same market as traditional wealth management advisors. They are approaching an almost totally ignored and therefore untapped market. So my question as you listen is, is that what you're doing? Anne and I are deeply engaged, for example, with a company called brettapproved.com, right? It provides information and shortly will provide booking services for travelers with disabilities and mobility challenges. Now, since almost 25% of the global population is going to have some form of disability by 2020, and that's just around the corner, folks, this is also hardly a niche market. Sally's market is about 50% of the global population. In each instance, only a subset of a total gross number of a potential market is decidedly financially qualified. In Sally's case, a lot more men than women have significant wealth. But then you think a little more deeply and say, well, is that really so? As we age, we tend to have more, not less money, and men die younger than women, meaning that there are more widows than widowers. And the divorce rates being higher in past decades than the past centuries mean also more women are managing funds and even wealth than ever before. So it may not be huge amounts of money, but they're managing it. So you needn't be a millionaire to require the services of a financial planner, right? Sally's market is large, growing, and if she's successful, Elevest will actually increase the financial well-being of more women and therefore positively affect the growth of her own market. Now, in the case of Brett Approved, we're looking at 25% of the global market. Some people have disabilities so profound that they will not travel outside their residence. We get that. And many others are not financially qualified to purchase travel and entertainment products and services. We still get that. right? But in both instances, the subsets of the target market that are qualified for each of these companies is huge. And they offer each startup an opportunity to provide solid returns to their investors. And each has a shot at becoming a unicorn, that billion-dollar company. right? So what other advice have you heard, Anne, over the years that can be safely ignored? 
Well, like Sally's second piece of advice that you can safely ignore, I think that so many of us hear this one. Don't waste your time starting, building, and running your own company. Why don't you just go out and get a job? It's safer. You'll have a paycheck. Today is taken care of, but that's not necessarily going to take care of tomorrow. Those who are leaving corporate America to build a company will hear warnings that they will never again be welcome back in corporate America again. They'll never get a job. Really? The truth is this. If you play basketball all the time, the skills you learn will not really get you a job or a better job. If you start, build, and run a company, even if it fails, the skills you learn will serve you very, very, very well if and when you decide to apply for another job at a large company. Of course, if you've run your own show, why would you want to? But that's another story. The skills will also serve you very well if you decide to hang out a shingle and run a lifestyle company in your field of expertise. Gosh, that sounds familiar, Jillian. Yes, it does. (laughs) I, I totally agree. You know, you can calculate your own risk and your reward equation, and you have to decide if it's worth it for you. Obviously, entrepreneurs have decided it's worth it for them. The information or the the counsel you already hear from folks who essentially don't have the gut or gumption to do it is not necessarily the counsel you want to listen to. That's right, because what they're really speaking is through their own filters, their own fears. They're not talking about you. That's right. So the next bit that uh, Sally Krawcheck uh, heard is one that entrepreneurs hear scores of time before they even open the door again, right? Now, one is about leaving your corporate job, go get a job, right? And the other, or, you know, either leaving or getting one, one or the other. This one is just about don't bother, it's been tried, and others have failed. So it's fine if you're hearing that from your friends, But it's not so fine if you're hearing it from VCs and angels. Then you begin to really get your foundation, you know, rocked. Okay. So in the case of Elevest, I'm simply going to quote directly from her article. It said, don't start Elevest, you'll fail. Other people have tried similar things and they failed. And if it were possible to get women to invest, one or the other of these guys would have succeeded already. I find that choice of word particularly amusing one of those guys would have, well, perhaps that's just the point. Sally is I, not a guy. And on that point, that Sally certainly is not a guy. We need to take a break, and we'll be right back to talk more about really, really terrible advice that CEOs hear that they must ignore. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Jillian and I are talking today about advice you don't need to heed. In fact, you should not heed. And you were talking about, just before the break, about Sally Krawcheck and the wisdom that you gained from her, how she started Elevest and what she heard about her starting yes, about a fund not for starting. women. <laughs> yeah. So what Sally said again was, you know, she, she heard again and again, just don't do it. Others have tried it. They failed. Therefore, you cannot. Right. And I would suggest that, again, one looks deeper. So, again, we're going to compare it with a case study with this second company we're talking about now, the Brett Approved Company. He heard the same thing scores of times from varying sources, some of which are very credible, and they caused a great deal of doubts especially when one needs, you know, needs at least, right? It's don't start. And what he was told about his market was that this is a tough, cantankerous market. And they only complain. They are not profitable. They'll turn on you in a heartbeat. All the nonprofits have tried it for years. They cannot create community out of this group and get something going with a market and so on. And again, I would say interesting choice of words. The fact that Bread Approved is not a nonprofit makes all the difference. The company has built a highly engaged community of over 11,000, actually, in just a few weeks. The community, like the founder, want to flex their economic muscle. They don't want to be pandered to by people who don't know the road they hoe and are nonprofits. And like the founder at Elevest, right, the CEO is one of the target market. Sally is a woman with investment information and financial planning requirements, as well as the advice and the skill set, right? She is one of her own target market. And Brett Heising, the CEO at Brett Approved, is a CEO who travels locally and internationally in a wheelchair. Again, one of his own target market. So look deeper into whether or not there is a reason you believe that you can beat what other people have tried, and you really do understand what you're doing differently that's going to make you crack that nut. There'll be lots of naysayers, and a lot of them will be VCs and angels. 
I would like to point out as we continue on that really you do want to hear this kind of advice, bad though it is, right? I haven't done a double-blind study on this, but from my empirical evidence, having listened to just the tales of hundreds of highly successful CEOs over the past 25 years, I'd warrant that if you're not hearing words like this of no wisdom, you're probably not disrupting something important enough to be a very interesting company. The funny thing about getting it right, about really disrupting a market, is that others will have tried it and failed, and hopefully you'll see why they failed and why you've got a better idea. So, Anne, what's next on our list? Let's go back to the status quo. Is it big and ingrained enough that it's worth disrupting? I would agree, yes. Basically, disrupting the status quo, if it's a really big nut to crack, and you see that there is a robust landscape that is kind of littered with people who couldn't do it, I would say that's actually a good sign that it is big enough to bother with. But what I'd like is, you know, move back to this article from Fast Company and talk about some of the other things that, you know, we're going to hear that are just really bad advice. The next one is about accepting the highest offer. Okay. Now, There is pretty good advice around that, and it says, well, of course, you should take the highest valuation possible when you're going to, you know, invest in a company, right? And, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? You'd think so. Yeah, you'd think so. But I think, again, it's thin thinking. What you want to – I mean, often what we hear CEOs saying is – or founders saying is, well, I want to work with an investor who gets what I'm doing, so – If they get what I'm doing and they understand the huge potential of my company and my idea, they're going to give me the highest valuation. Yeah, not so much. Mm. (laughs) I would say that there are other things besides valuation to run into your equation, right? When you figure out, you know, if you're going to get a valuation of X and somebody else is offering you a little bit more, you want to take a look at what else your investor brings to the table. Right? So the investor can bring to the table things that can give your company greater valuation at the far end, connections to, I don't know, potential buyers of your service, potential providers, vendors, colleagues, the next investment round, who knows what. And it may be a better take for you. Don't just look at the highest valuation. There are other factors that can come to the table. We usually call it smart money. So the question is, what can the smart money bring you, and why would you not necessarily take the highest valuation? In Sally's case, she didn't, by the way. And now, here's one that really gets my goat every single time. It's about working with who you know. Wow. That is a a goat getter for sure. Yeah. So the problem with working with who you know is that you remain in the same rut. The reason that we have this inequity in funding, in funding rather, in the venture capital world is that we are always comfortable with those whom we know. You know, you open your eyes as an infant, you look into a face, you know something, and you become comfortable with it, you survive, and then you thrive. And that's great, but we don't grow out of that from infancy to adulthood. And so, again, we work with those with whom we are comfortable, and those with whom we are comfortable are just like us. Well, this has some real ramifications across some of the articles that we've talked about on uh, diversity in the tech sector as well. That's exactly right. And how important it is to bring people not like you, whether they are uh, a different uh, racial diversity or a different uh, gender, because that bringing in the diversity of thought 
will inform your startup much better. Absolutely. So in this case, I'm not saying don't work with your friends, right? We do counsel people to work with their friends all the time. I mean, we even counsel the wizards, if you will. Go find someone to whom you could entrust the financial future of your children if you were dead and go work with that person. Now, surely you should be friends, right? You, you know, really close, in other words, really trusted. But what we're really saying here is make new friends. Right. That's the big difference. All right. And then finally... Let's see, the last bit of advice that Sally gave was to hurry up. Right? Now, we often hear that too, right? Fail, fail fast, fail often. VCs do it. Angel groups do it. Other entrepreneurs will tell you. Mentors and advisors will tell you. So what's the deal on that one? Is it really about fail, fail fast, fail often, and it's not good advice? I'd say, well, in general, yes and no. It's not that you have to launch and race down a particular path, but rather you should test test fast, and test often. And that's a huge difference. Fail, fail, fast, fail often is alliteration, and so it takes on a you know, life of its own, and that's all cool. But, yeah, it's better if you say test, test fast, and test yeah, often. And we've heard so many times from really smart people that we've talked to on the show that testing makes sure that you put enough resources into the testing to get good information. That whole notion of fail fast, fail often is like many of those kinds of glib phrases, is only part of the picture. If you put enough resources into something and it fails, then stop. You know, don't keep putting more resources into it. That's what we're really talking about there. I agree. So I think all told, we should take another break here at CEO Coach when we come back. Let's talk about some tips to cut the wheat from the chaff. Bad advice shows up in funky packages with shiny ribbons. How do you know the difference and how do you tend to it along the way? So this is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Julian and I are talking today about the worst advice startup CEOs can hear and why they should ignore it. So, Jillian, we've run through quite a few from Sally Krawcheck's article in Fast Company. We are going to be putting that up on the Facebook page so people can go and check it out themselves. But what would you say to people as the top tips to take away from this in our last few minutes here? Yeah, I think that there is a running theme throughout the entire conversation of advice that is really bad. One, it's not about who gives you the advice. It will come from the mouth of people who you think you should be able to trust, from venture capitalists, from angel investors, from mentors, advisors, and even paid consultants, and of course, from your peers. So it's not about the advice giver. What you've got to do is run it through a lens for your own company. And you must look a little bit deeper than the general thin thinking, right? It's about niche market. Well, is your niche market big enough, right? I mean, Elvest is going to address women who are looking for financial advice. Is that really a big enough market? I should think so, right? But thin thinking says don't take care of the niche market. I should point out, by the way, that I've been told exactly the opposite, that I've been told, address the niche market because the general market is too broad and you won't be focused. So you're going to hear it from both sides. Two ideas, uh, you know, three groups around it. It doesn't matter. Put it through your own filter. That's the first one. It's not about who told you. It's about how it relates to your business. Tip number two would be about whether or not it is applicable to your business. So, as we look through a lot of these things, I'd say the application to your industry means what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander, right? Somebody who had built something in a hard product industry with uh, logistics problems, manufacturing issues, and so on may not necessarily relate to what you're doing if it's around software or around services. The second thing would be the kind of business you're about to build. If somebody's talking about scalable and you're building a lifestyle business, there are two different things going on there or the other way around. You'll get a lot of lifestyle advice that does not apply to scalability. And finally, it's even about time, the applicability of time. What worked in 2001, 2003, even 2008, 10, and 12 may not work in 2015. Or there may be things that do work in 2015 that were not possible as little as a year or two or three ago. So the applicability to your industry to your time, and to your style of business is also critical. That would be my hottest tip number two. Put it through your filter. Okay. And here we go, Jillian. Hot tip number three. 
trust your gut. Oh, how much do we say that? Yeah, yeah. Again, that one's kind of a you know a little sniglet. It's it's people just say it off the cuff all the time. But I I think there's some seriousness there. The trust your gut really has to know uh, be around the depth of understanding of what you're doing. Nobody does get what you're doing more deeply than you do, and chances are you're never going to explain it as clearly as you should, would, might, could, whatever. Right? Really. Only you can think deeply about this. So it isn't just trust your gut. It is look more deeply into every piece of advice you get. Run it through the filters that we gave in tip number two and then make the determination about what it is you're going to do. In the end, this is you and your money on the table. Even if you've taken other you know, uh, investment and so on, this is about you. So get your act together. Wow, that is great advice and far better than some of the stuff that uh, Sally put up in her article as uh, advice not to be trusted. So, Jillian, this has been great. You know what? We have to stop now. It's really too bad. So that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Till next week, Jillian. Till next weekend. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.